you show me how. Welcome to the Feeding Mama podcast. My name is Mona. The plants and the animals and the wind have been here for in time immemorial. And it gives me pause to remember that I am a settler, a settler living on the traditional ancient and unceded territories of the Squamish, the Musqueam, and the Tsleil-Waututh nations. In this episode, I'll be sharing about my search for a recipe developer. At the outset, I had imagined in my mind, because I'm a project manager, that I would bring in all the food experts, have them sit around a table and brainstorm the recipes. Uh, traditional Chinese medicine doctor, because I needed that. Uh, I wanted to follow the tradition. And then I was going to bring in a registered dietitian. I was going to bring in a holistic nutritionist. And then I was going to bring in a chef. And I wanted all of those four people to be female. And I met up with a registered dietitian who said that she would be able to productionize recipes. So once I had the recipes, she could do she could do that. I'm like, okay, good. And then I met with a holistic nutritionist who who said that she was kind of busy with other projects, so she wasn't available. And when I floated with her this idea of this brainstorming session with the chef, dietitian, nutritionist, and Chinese doctor, she kind of cautioned me. She said, uh, she said, that's literally too many chefs in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. One evening I was in a restaurant and I asked the Asian female server if she knew any Asian female chefs. She gave me a couple names. One of them was Eva. When I met up with Eva, Eva brought a friend whose name is Renee. We had a chat about the goals of Feeding Mama and the recipe development I needed. So I ended up working with Renee for a few months. We worked together, I think, three or four months. And I was still, you know, looking back, I was still trying to figure out what Feeding Mama was. And all I knew was I wanted to modernize these very Chinese traditional dishes and make them more accessible, more modern. And that's all I really gave in terms of requirements. Renee is a registered dietitian not only in Canada but in the U.S. and she's worked at several high-end restaurants like Michelin star restaurants I believe and I just she was such a she is an extremely busy hard-working person. I was always like amazed at how much she was doing and was feeling a lot of comparison guilt because I'd, I'd, see what she, I'd hear what she was doing and I would think, oh my gosh, I'm not doing nearly enough of that um, or of anything, like I'm just searching for chefs. So my original vision or my original request was to create a one-week meal plan. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It'll include soup. It'll include snacks. And Renee created this really well-thought-out one-week meal plan um, and and then she, she made uh, started 
creating samples for me was showing me how she made them and then um, at the end of like the third or fourth month and she was making the dishes I kind of had an aha moment where I I knew that I had not fully understood what I wanted to do Renee had ended up making and creating were very healthy versions of these Chinese like classical Chinese postpartum dishes there were you know, we didn't use any refined sugar, use very high quality ingredients and with better uh, cooking techniques. And she had shared with me that she was about to start, um, become more busier and she was going to kick off some projects. So she wasn't really available uh, to keep on with this new direction. Renee was about to launch her sugar-free sauce line of food into China. And I want to give credit to the most delicious chicken wine stew recipe that she developed for me. It's part of the signature meal plan that we're using today. So yummy. Uh, someone referred me to um, another woman to work with. Her name is Kara Halber. And she has worked at, she has a, a big pastry uh, baking background. She's also a holistic nutritionist. So I worked with Kara to develop all the snacks. So it's Kara's lactation cookie recipe. That is the basis of uh, the current lactation cookie that we're selling. And working with Kara was lovely. She just has this really bright, warm uh, energy about her. And even my kids will eat it, so. And then I came across another potential recipe developer. Her name is Lindsay Plescott. She's a registered dietitian and I've been following her on Instagram. Lindsay developed a meal prep planning and cooking system called 321 method. And it's, it's a cost and time saving um, method and plan uh, that you, where you do the bulk of the cooking on Sunday and then you mix and match the ingredients throughout the week and you create different combinations so she's figured out uh, what the combinations would be for the meals and the you know shop list it's like really simple and it because she's a d registered dietitian she's always making sure that there's enough proteins and vegetables and carbohydrates and so I started working with Lindsay and I shared with her my vision that I, and I asked her to work on a one-week meal plan and uh, she created a meal plan on paper and then I think I made like some small adjustments so I looked at you know the, the what was going to be served for what meals on what days and then after that she went away f and created recipes for each of those and when I took a look at the recipes like the, the ingredients and the process these were recipes that were meant for a home cook because Lindsay's, uh, and I, I imagine a lot of registered dietitians because they're working with di directly with their patients that they're providing recipes that are for home cooks, like nothing too fancy or, or unusual ingredients. I mean, in the moment, I definitely was feeling the F word. I was definitely feeling like I had failed again. But it really made me dig deep and ask myself, what well, what kind of food was I developing? I realize now that 
when I gave the information to Renee and Lindsay about what what I was going for, I actually gave them a sample menu of what a traditional Chinese meal plan would look like. And so I think that they were drawing off that blueprint and they didn't realize, and I, certainly I did not realize, that I was looking for something entirely different looking, like visually, and that would change how the recipe development would go. So I realized I needed to go back to the drawing board and get inspiration from my target demographic, which are women, 25 to 40, um, middle class and probably fitness focused, nutritionally focused, and look at what they are eating. I started visiting and eating at places that, like primarily newer places that were gaining some popularity. And so one place was Turf, another place was Field and Social. I looked at what Be Fresh was offering. I also looked online, especially in the United States, to see what they were offering. And I noticed this emerging trend of grain bowls. And it immediately felt right for me. Grain bowls just seemed to be an accessible and convenient way for new parents to get a lot of nutrients into their body uh, with different vegetables and proteins and other nutrients. And then I was able to imagine all these different types of vegetable dishes and protein dishes that could be easily swapped in and out depending on the season, depending what's locally available. So then I started saving all these images of grain bowls into a Pinterest board so I could uh, easily share visually what my vision was. And I felt like this was a missing piece of my my work with Lindsay and Renee, like I, w I didn't have this, this execution vision. In the next episode, I'm going to share how I met Karima and how we worked together. I worked with Karima the longest and I've launched with her recipes. So I feel like it deserves its own episode. Lots of good stuff to share and lots of learnings too. See you next time.